We are so excited to have a guest speaker today. His name is Eric Souders. Um, he is from Cincinnati Challenge Ranch, which is formerly Teen Challenge. I'll let him do all the talking about that. Um, but is local here in Milford, and um, they do have a women's home and a men's ranch. So please welcome Mr. Eric Souders. Thank you, Thank you very much. Can you all hear me okay this morning? Okay, sounds good. Uh, as she said, I'm, my name's Eric Souders. I'm with Cincinnati Challenge Ranch, formerly known as Teen Challenge. We rebranded the name due to uh, a fear of people thinking it was only teens that we minister to. And we, we, we have some guys in the program that are up to 73 years of age, so we can, we can uh, minister to anybody. But uh, Teen Challenge was originally started in 1958 by a guy named David Wilkerson, who um, there's a beautiful story of how it came to be. And he wrote a book about it called The Cross and the Switchblade, which I have plenty of copies with me if anybody would like. It's a short read, very impactful, very powerful. I, I encourage you to read it. I left some out in the, in the foyer there too. Um, but it was founded in 1958 in New York, and David saw the need for biblical-based, Christ-centered training, discipleship program for youth, specifically at the time who, who battled drug addiction and the many different forms of addiction that we can face. And he started that. In 1973, Kenneth Bagwell started the Cincinnati Challenge Ranch branch. And um, as you can see, some of the pictures that they'll scroll through up here, are some, some of the very many lives that have been impacted by this ranch. And it's impacted my life in a great way. And it's the reason I'm here today to tell you all about the goodness of God and what he's done in this, and as he's used this vessel to touch so many lives. And... In 2002, our current director, George Martin, took over, and he's been there for well over 40 years. He volunteered there for about 20 years and then took over the ranch in 2002. And there's a beautiful passage in Deuteronomy 8.2, and it says that it, the Lord will lead us through the wilderness for 40 years. He will feed us the manna, right? But not only that, we, are, we cannot live on bread alone, but every word of God. And this, as you enter into the ranch, and it's located down on 1466 U.S. Route uh, 50 in Milford. Um, we're not too far away. It's only about 15 minutes from here. And as you, as you drive into the ranch, it, there's a, a banner over the driveway. It says a designated wilderness. And that's exactly what it is. It pulls us out of the world. And we are immersed daily in God's word and his teachings. And during my time there, I've been impacted by this so deeply. And it's so amazing. Uh, just to share some of my testimony and what led me to the ranch. Um, my father, I come from a broken home. I was born into a family of alcoholics. Every man in my family was an alcoholic. Um, my dad left when I was five years old and couldn't get over his, his drinking problems, right? My mom uh, and him separated. And this led to a multitude of problems in my life and behaviors that I didn't realize until I actually came to the ranch. And the... The rejection issues, the, the seeking uh, affirmation from man instead of God. I didn't know who God was. My, I grew up uh, near a small church much like this. It was about, uh, a, first, a free will Baptist church, and it was only because I was forced to go. My mother used it as a daycare just to not have to deal with me for a little bit, right? And uh, I only went maybe, maybe 10 times throughout my childhood. It was very little. I didn't know, I didn't know Christ. I didn't know God at all, and I grew up my entire life seeking my value, my purpose in life, 
through the world, through, through jobs, through, um, you know, girlfriends or sports, many different things I chased to try to find my purpose and my value in life. And when in 2007, I had fell and broken my back doing construction, I fell over 30 feet. And this started me on, on uh, the path of addiction through opiates. And it was a workman's comp claim, and they cut me off. So I went to the street and found my fix there. And this, this progressed throughout my life because I found the attention that I could get from it. And grew, and I went through another program in 2014 up in Michigan called Serenity Point Recovery. And uh, it was good. It got me sober thinking for a little while, but it couldn't, it couldn't do what only Christ could do. Right? I'm, not gonna, I'm not here to talk bad about AA and 12-step programs, none of that. They have their place in the world, but it couldn't do what only Christ could do. It couldn't give me my purpose. It couldn't show me my true value. And in 2014, I went through that program, and I ended up coming home <laughs> with a pregnant girlfriend. My whole life, I've always wanted the family. I wanted the wife, the kids, the white picket fence, the house, you know, to what I thought it would was to be to be a man in the world. And after three months, she went back to drinking and decided to go back to where she was from and had an abortion. And that ripped my heart out. And I ended up going back to my addiction again. After six years of sobriety, I went back to my addiction. And this time, I beat myself up with guilt and shame so much. I hated the man that I'd become. I was stealing. I was lying. I was hurting family members to the point they would lock their doors and not even let me in. And in 2019... I lost my job at the railroad, and like I said, my addiction just spiraled out of control so bad that I, I hated myself. I was literally walking around the streets homeless, um, living with prostitutes, doing unspeakable things, and ended up getting picked up on a possession charge and set out for 30 days in jail, knowing I still had stuff hidden away when I got out, and when I did... It led to an overdose. And from the time they found me, it was in my grandfather's house on his birthday, July 21st of 21. And from the time he walked in and found me on the floor, non-responsive, to the time I took a breath was over 45 minutes. After six minutes, you're, you sh I should be brain dead. It's, it's by God's grace that I'm here today, right? And it tells us in Ephesians 2, 4, and 5, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love for me, even though I was dead in sins, made me alive in Christ Jesus, and by grace I have been saved. Thank you, Lord, for that. Um, so I live my life today to testify the great goodness that he's done in me through this ranch. And I've, I've, taught so, I've been taught so many valuable lessons through this place, and I brought a friend of mine here with me today. His name is Mike. He's actually a current student going through the program. So if you're curious about how we operate, I, I encourage you to talk to him and get to know how we operate. Um, as we pulled in this morning, I seen the garden out there, the beautiful garden that you guys have. And we have one as well down there. Ranch, we use it as a ministry tool. It's taught me so much through picking weeds in that garden, right? And one of those lessons I had to learn through George Martin, uh, who is, this, this guy is so anointed, and he has such a beautiful way of teaching and making disciples. Uh, I can remember mowing the grass down there, and I put my heart and soul into it. I made it look as best as I could. And George would come out and he would say, I think you're mowing the grass just a little too low, just a little too short, you know? And I'm like, oh, 
man, do you know, do you know how much I'm out here sweating and kicking, you know? It's, we have 168 acres altogether. That's not, I don't know all that. I mow probably 35 acres of it, but um, it's a lot in the summertime to mow one person, and it's hilly, and it's, it's rough, and it takes a lot out of you. So <laughs> naturally, I wanted to get a little upset with him and tell him, you know, you know how much of myself I sacrificed? But you can make that grass look that way. And then it hit me. The Holy Spirit convicted me. He's like, uh, I was seeking affirmation from a man for the job I was doing. And that led, that was because of the rejection issues that I had with my father. I did this with bosses. I did this with so many places. I, I would work my butt off trying to get affirmation from a man instead of from my father. The one that really matters. The only one that matters. Right? And it's, there's so many valuable lessons like this that I've learned through this place and through the other lives. And I've seen God uh, touch so many people through this place. It's It's amazing. And it's because of people like you that continue to pour into us, to help us. Um, he's really doing, I know so many pastors and preachers and outside people that come here because they, they sense the presence of God on this hill. It's anointed. It's a protected place. It's a designated wilderness for everyone. And I really encourage you, if you know anybody that's uh, in addiction or struggling, to reach out, please. I'd love to help them. I'd love to speak to them. Um, I love sharing the good hope. That resides within me, right? And <clears throat> so we have, we at the ranch use, um, we like to teach the guys, it's a discipleship, it's a Christ-centered discipleship ministry. And what that means is that, that we live with these guys so that they may learn from us and live like us, right? The Christ that's in us, that is. Um, we use uh, different teaching techniques. There are, there, we believe that there are seven pillars of our faith. That's word, worship, prayer, fasting, meditation, communion, and giving. And if you practice these seven, prayer, these seven pillars on a daily basis, you, you will be fully restored to Christ, and he will be the light into your life, and you will be an example to the world, right? And continue to make disciples of others and go into the dark places. And... Uh, oh. I've witnessed this in so many different ways. Um, I wish I could sit here and tell you all the names of the guys that I've seen transform lives. The families put back together. The prodigal sons returned home again because of the work that Christ is doing in this ministry. And all those that uh, have been affected by this ranch. Um, I could sit here and go on all day about my story and what what God's done in my life through here but uh, I was like I said I walked around homeless on the streets no purpose hated myself and then I come here and allow God to pour into me and now I'm working I got a full-time job as a machinist over in Batavia um, I work full-time at the ministry as well so I'm constantly on the go I don't have a lot of free time but um, it fills me it fills my tank Right? That's my purpose now, is to not live for myself, to die to myself daily, to pick up my cross, seek after him. And that's what we hopefully we can teach these guys here down at the ranch. So it's been a major blessing to me. Um, I, I, I strongly encourage any of you that um, have any, any suffering. I mean, we don't just uh, cater to 
addicts and alcoholics. It's anybody that, that deals with any kind of uh, life-altering um, behavioral issues. Right? Christ can heal anybody. Yeah. He didn't just come to heal the healthy but the sick. Anyone needs they need anybody that sees they need a savior, um, we have a place for him. We have a bed for him. And I love it. And I thank you. I thank you all so much for this day. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to come here and and witness of what God has done in my life and, and what he continues to do. I thank you all for pouring into us and, and supporting us as a ministry. It means so much to me. I can't tell you how much it means to me. This place has changed my life, and it continues to change others. You know, and the thing that's special and unique about this ranch that I haven't seen at other um, places is that guys will return back to their vomit. They will make mistakes, but the uniqueness about here is that they come back because they know, you know, the word tells us that what God started, he will finish. He will see through to completion, and they know that, and they sense that here, and they come back here. They don't. Many other places that I've been to, they don't go back to that place. They might go to another one or try another avenue, but they don't come back. I've seen so many guys come back here to this place because they know that something was started in them here, and they need to finish it. They need to complete it. So thank God for his word, his, his uh, anointing upon Teen Challenge and Cincinnati Challenge now. And I, and, uh, I think all the, all the great teachers down there, some of these guys have been doing this for their entire life. Like I said, our executive, our executive director, George, has been doing this for well over 40 years. Um, our teacher, Rob Mervine, such a talented and smart man. He's been here with us for over eight years, I think. Nine, I think he's going on nine years now. Um, Jeremy Long, our intake coordinator, has been there for over, since he was 18 years old. He's been there over t- almost 20 years now, pushing 20 years. So many of the guys that have been doing this are experienced been doing this for very long. We have um, around a 70% success rate. You won't find that anywhere. Anywhere else in the world, a 15% success rate is considered successful as far as rehabilitation programs go, right? And, and not, not trying to boast or brag, but they can't, they can't do, like I said, what Christ can do. So this place is unique. It's special. And I want to continue to make sure that it it blesses the lives of so many others. Um, that's why I give my heart out to it. I, uh, I work there, like I said, pretty much full time, and, and I, don't, I don't expect nothing out of it because I want to I continue to make sure uh, that it blesses others. So I thank you for this opportunity to come here today to speak with you, to share what God's doing down there on the hill in, in Milford. So I appreciate it very much. Thank you.